Welcome to the 12th episode of Impossible Things Before Breakfast podcast. This is your co-host, Kara Nava. Today, we are interviewing Phil Cooper, founder of High Minded Events, which is a luxury event planning service educating clients and their guests on responsible cannabis consumption for an elevated, infused event experience. They provide sophisticated cannabis-concentrated affairs and provide full-service cannabis bars, virtual reality, sound, projection, and interactive activities. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Phil. I was so excited about the launch of your company, not only because of the infusion of cannabis, but moreover, the design execution takes the event to a whole different level. And I personally know your background from working with you in the event industry, but for those who don't know you, can you share your professional background before you founded High Minded Events? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, so... uh I've been working in hospitality really since I was 14 years old. You know, I, I grew up in a small town um, that had a big kind of tourism uh, industry. And so we all worked in like the shops and the restaurants at a very you know, young age. And then I went to school and got a degree in theater. Um, and then found myself after that working for the Four Seasons Hotel here in Chicago, okay. um, where I really kind of believed I honed my customer service skills and saw the possibilities of live events when I would sneak away from the front desk position to check out weddings and social events that took place in the hotel. And I mean, I was hooked. You know, they were amazing. Um, I I saw these events as a way for me to actually express my creativity and actually make some money doing it. So, um, so I started working for a couple of small size, you know, mid-size event design firms. And then in 2011, I took a job with a very large um, design company uh, here in Chicago, where you know I feel like I found some success. Um, but you know, after a while, I kind of yearned to be my own boss mm-hmm. and uh, looked for uh, a way to do what I enjoyed doing and what I was good at doing. Um, and that led me to to leave my job uh, to start kind of my own. A company of Cooper Creative, uh, where I could offer creative direction and environmental design on a freelance basis, uh, with a hope of working with cannabis brands, um, you know, uh, as as a client. Um, but then, of course, COVID happened. Oh, yes, so, and COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like so many, you know, in, in the events industry, by the end of March. You know, every piece of business that I had lined up for the year was gone. Mm-hmm. So I decided to to focus my time, attention, and uh, my savings on developing this cannabis concentrated brand, and that's how High Mind Events was created. Fantastic. And what would you say is High Minded Events' driving philosophy, and and who is it for? Um, I think our philosophy um, is that we're open and honest with our enjoyment of cannabis and to present cannabis as an alternative to alcohol by providing cannabis services at private events in a way that is sophisticated, educational, and safe. Um, I believe that if we can make cannabis consumption elegant and approachable, that ultimately we can help destigmatize um, this plant 
you know, one event at a time. Um, Absolutely. It's very elevated, not your, it's not a bong party. (laughs) Well, right. I mean, you know, and that's the thing is like, you know, when, when people come to my events, they'll, they'll say, Oh, I had no idea, you know, what to expect. And, uh, that's the thing is like, I mean, you know, since it's completely new, you know, nobody knows, um, what to expect, but that's, you know, why I've tried to make the design of this, um, kind of, you know, for, for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, so whether, you know, the guests are like real cannabis kind of stores or just curious. Um, our services and our cannabis bars are are designed to provide the, the best guest experience. Um, and I think that comes with the realization that guests have different comfort levels and tolerances to cannabis and to uh, offer different options for consumptions, uh, for consumption so we can accommodate guests at any level. And I'm curious, I know, you know, obviously Illinois, I wouldn't say we're late to the game. I mean, we're still, you know, it's still sort of in the process of developing, but, you know, in terms of like the West Coast, you know, obviously there have been Mm -hmm. different, different, you know, obviously dispensaries and different events and cannabis focused events had, have you had the opportunity to attend any of those? Or I'm just curious, like, um, as far as like inspiration, if you, um, you know, how much time you had to take developing the idea? Well, um, so I, you know, I haven't, um, I mean, I've been to, to California and and Colorado, but I actually haven't had any dispensary uh, experiences in, in either of the States. Um, um, but, uh, but I did look to those, those states for kind of guidance. You know, I, I looked mm-hmm. at other companies, um, that were doing something similar and, you know, and what, what I thought was interesting too, is that it was very hard to find photos of their actual like cannabis bars. And, yes. and the ones that I did find, um, some of them I thought were kind of janky. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I know what you, you mean. Know, it, so it's it's just that idea of like you know you know how can I do this better and also like in in the age of COVID you know how how can I I make it um, where you know, somebody's going to to use a piece of glass and 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 make it clean and safe where somebody's going to want to use a piece of glass following someone right so right. Um, it was trying to figure all of that out how to how to clean everything and keep everything flowing so. Um, everybody felt like they had their own fresh piece, which is what, what we're trying to do. So, right. And um, and what is your your relationship to cannabis? And, and do you have a, a favorite means of of consumption? Um, well, I enjoy uh, cannabis in many forms, um, and it all depends on kind of like the situation, the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's really nothing I love more than you know just kind of old school going on. on uh, outside and enjoying mm-hmm. uh, this joint, you know, um, no flower. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, edibles are awesome because they really allowed me to, um, use it in a way that's really, uh, discreet. Like when, uh, my, my friends, uh, you know, go out and, uh, I want to, you know, enjoy things. I can go ahead and take, you know, half of an edible kind of before we go and another half, um, while we're out. And then I feel like I'm actually like, part of the party uh with everyone uh right. but you know so because i mean i started using cannabis way back in my college days you know mm-hmm. i found it to be relaxing but i really found that it stimulated my creativity and i you know started using it a little bit more and more but over nine years ago 
I made the choice to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy drinking, but uh, too often I found myself kind of over-consuming booze mm-hmm. and my quality of life and relationships really suffered. So, but, but using cannabis didn't have those same effects on me. Right. So I continued to, to use it like after work and in social situations. Um, then once the state added like uh, HIV AIDS to the list of conditions that could be treated with cannabis, mm-hmm. I immediately got my MMJ card um, and, you know, to help promote my appetite, reduce depression, mm-hmm. relieve anxiety. And, and having that medical card really, and, and access to a dispensary really changed my, uh, kind of my world and my view of cannabis. You know, it was, it was amazing to suddenly have this clean, informative place with a variety of uh, products and consumption methods available to me. And also like to, to not have them just available, but to actually know the effects that these products could have on me once I consume them. You know, that was just completely new and, and um, it really changed everything for me. Absolutely. I mean, there are just, I mean, countless just, you know, medical benefits of, of cannabis and which, you know, I'm certain is a big part of the reason why there it's, it's taken so long for, you know, it to become a little bit more mainstream. Um, and, and I'm curious too, just to talk a little bit more about, um, but I'll, I'll save that for a moment when we get into talking about the high-minded bar experience, but um, like, what would you say that um, is the biggest misconception about CBD infused products within the industry right now? Um, I think that, so specifically the CBD, I think the biggest misconception is that CBD will get you high. Mm-hmm. You know, CBD is just one of many cannabinoids found in hemp and marijuana, but unlike THC, um, it does not have any psychoactive effects, mm-hmm. but it does have many wonderful properties, um, including an ability to reduce inflammation, reduce anxiety, promote healthy sleep. Um, and actually, when CBD is combined with THC, it really kind of creates this perfect symphony of, you know, of elevation. Um, so do you do some people? Yeah, go ahead. Two for, for your events? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, do you do CBD infused as well or just C- CBD and THC? Um, yeah, especially with um, our, uh, I hate calling them mocktails because I mean, they don't have booze, but, but I do infuse them with THC and CBD. Um, uh, and I, I, I like to include the CBD um, in, 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 the, in, the, in the mocktails because um, it is such kind of a, a nice, kind of base to start off because the, the thing is, is, you know, some people, you know, they may not like marijuana because maybe they've tried it before mm-hmm. and they have a negative response, you know, and they, they, have, they feel paranoid. And CBD, when you use it with THC like that, it can really kind of counter those negative effects and, mm-hmm. and provide you with a much more balanced high. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure that, you know, as cannabis becomes, as cannabis becomes more accepted and more researched, that we'll learn even more about the healthy benefits that we can extract from it. Um, but um, I do, especially with, yeah, with the beverages and, and food, I do like to include, um, you know, a CBD infusion just because I think it does help balance it. Because the way I see it, if people really, you know, want to, you know, uh, 
elevate their their mood more than than what's in, in the food mm-hmm. um you know we have the the high minded bar where they can have you know uh vape or uh well yeah vape <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, cause, cause, well that's one thing about our our, our high minded bar we most of our well actually all of our vaporizers i mean none of them are combustion so that's kind of one night thing, what one interesting thing about the bar is that it is unless you add joints or a joint roller to the station it's mm-hmm. a completely smokeless experience mm-hmm. that's interesting um and i feel like sometimes with as far as the with a social stigma sometimes with just with the smoke with people are concerned about, well, I don't want to, I don't want to smell like, you know, yeah. or, um, or they just, just literally just, you know, have this negative association with smoking, right? Like we've seen all of yeah. them, you know, like up in smoke, which I love the movie. <laughs> it's a comedy, but um, you know, like they just, they, there's a sort of um, stigma of an idea of like a lack of, of professionalism or, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and I think I, I'm curious if in the past, if you've had situations where you needed to make an asserted effort to educate people about the benefits of cannabis. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, because, you know, I mean, for as, as liberal as Chicago, you know, is, it's still a very conservative city. So um, especially like introducing it to you know, some wedding planners and stuff. Um, you know, I mean, there have been some very, you know, kind of negative reactions. Like, oh, that's not a good idea. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, the fact is that younger people are using alcohol less and less. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're turning to, to, to methods like cannabis to, you know, go ahead and alter uh, their, their mood. And they're going to be asking for these services at their weddings, at their, you know, private events. And, you know, I think if, you know, if, you know, if the client's asking for it, we need to accommodate them. And if we're going to accommodate them, we need to do it in a way that's, you know, elegant and safe. And um, and I think by presenting in that way, um, that will help destigmatize a plant. So people can see that, oh, it's not just this, you know, dirty, smelly thing that, you know, you smoke out of this, this bong and, you know, um, that, no, actually it can be really, beautiful and you know elegant and sophisticated so absolutely and so just going back to the high-minded bar and sort of the tasting experience Uh, I mean obviously we're eliminating alcohol from from the equation but beyond that what would you say is different about throwing cannabis parties as a as opposed to a a cocktail party well, I mean, I think they're very similar in structure, um, but uh, in my opinion, you know, I think cannabis parties are a little bit more fun and less messy mm-hmm. than alcohol-focused events. Um, and I think with with what we're trying to do right now with our events is we're trying to make our cannabis bars interactive. You know, mm-hmm. our our goal isn't simply just to get your guests stoned, you know, but to really provide them uh, with an experience that they will find educational um, and interactive and interactive. Um, when you go into a dispensary or pre-order from a dispensary, there's almost no interaction with the product prior to, to your purchase. Mm-hmm. So we try to make up for that, um, for that lack of interaction with our, uh, in our cannabis bars. So prior to enjoying, we allow guests to smell and see the cannabis products that their host has provided. You know, um, 
some people will walk up, they'll look at the menu of the, the flour or the concentrates that we have available, and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, this one. You know, I'm going to have the Sweet Island Skunk. And then we allow them to smell the different varieties we have available. And sometimes they, they're like, oh, wait, no, actually, this one smells better. I'm going to have the Blue Dream instead. And, you know, and you wouldn't be able to do that at a dispensary, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so we, we, we were just trying to make it a little bit more interactive and hope, hoping that um, when people leave that they will uh, be with a better understanding and, and hopefully know something that they didn't know prior to coming to our bar. And uh, how do you course people out? So just love for you to kind of walk me through, you know, an ideal event when people come in, um, you know, and how, you know, if you're doing sort of the mocktails, um, mm-hmm. so to speak, how, you know, how you pace that out and sort of, yeah. you know, give them a heads up on on how they should be planning their evening. Yep. So, um so first of all, anything that we dispense, um, whether it's, you know, passed on a tray or, you know, uh, provided directly from our bar, um, they're RBT certified educators, you know, um, serving those. Like we're not, we're not going to just allow, you know, the, the, the caterers, you know, waiter who has no experience with cannabis to you know, serve these cannabis items. We need to be able to make sure that everybody who's taking a drink uh, or taking a, an appetizer that is infused understands that they are taking something that is infused and how much, you know, it's, it's dosed with. And so for, for the cocktails and for appetizers and for food in general, I mean, I recommend a very low dosage. I mean, with, with food and drink, I mean, I really try to maybe a maximum of only 10 milligrams Um, um, and that's really because you don't know everyone's um, tolerance Mm -hmm. Um, you know and and you know digesting um, cannabis takes longer for it to you know for you to feel the effects of it the last thing we want is for you know somebody to you know have a dessert course it's like a 20 milligram you know truffle and then suddenly they're driving home you know (laughs) from from the event and and that's when it hits them so so we try to you know uh low dose the food and then for those who really want to um add uh, to that experience that's where we have have the debate bar for them and also like with that you know you also don't know just like a cocktail party what they were doing before they came to you (laughs) yeah yeah cocktail or if you know if they're doing you know if they were taking metal beforehand so because that's the thing that i'm finding with with most people you know people and i mean this is from the party planners from the the venues and from the clients you know everybody everybody wants to take care of their guests nobody wants to be responsible if somebody over consumes and because everything's so new you know they don't they, know, they don't know what that point is, you know, so, um, which is why I think it's important to bring in companies, you know, like mine to be able to guide, you know, the venue, the planner um, through that process um, and help identify overconsumption and also just to make sure that you're not, you know, giving people, you know, overly dosed uh, products. You know, we, we want to be very responsible in our, in our, in our dosings. 
Of course. And I don't know. I almost feel like in a, in a way you can, it's, it's easier to sort of monitor that. I mean, cause with, with alcohol, you're kind of getting like the instant reward, right? Like as you're, mm-hmm. as you're going mm-hmm. along and, you know, you pass that point where you're just like, you know, like, or even if you're at a cocktail party and, you know, you're not going and getting a cocktail, someone's just pouring you wine. Like you don't, sometimes you're just pouring, pouring before you even like finish the glass. And you're like, <laughs> it's so you realize that, oh my gosh, I, I probably drank a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and I've been hearing more about the, the term craft cannabis lately, and I would love to hear what your take on this and what this actually means. Well, um, well, craft cannabis has been around for, you know, uh, a long time. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been happening for years. And what it is, it's really, you know, the art of being able to grow and cultivate specific qualities of strain. and uh, and harvest kind of a, a specific effect. Um, but I think what we're hearing so much about um, craft cannabis in the news now is uh, in reference to the, the smaller craft growers and probably the, the 40 craft growing licenses that the state of Illinois still has not awarded. Um, actually, I think um, just yesterday or Tuesday, um, a group of craft growers are suing the state saying like, you need to award the licenses because right now, you know, the only cultivators, you know, in, in the state are, are pretty large operations. And so these, these um, smaller craft growers, I think, I like to think of them almost like craft beer. You know, everybody loves their craft beer now. It seems like every, you know, restaurant has its own brew. And, and you know, that's what these craft uh, growers will be. You know, they'll be smaller batches. Um, and it's exciting because um, it'll be, I think, really high quality weed. I mean, well, cannabis, sorry, we're not supposed to say weed anymore. Old school. It seems to be the, uh, the, the case in California and Colorado. It's really the craft growers that are, are uh, producing re- like really exceptional flour. Um, um, and that's maybe a little bit more unique, a, a strain that is specifically unique to their brand. Um, so, uh, so, so it's exciting to hopefully that they'll soon get their, their licenses. And then after that happens, you know, a few months later, we'll hopefully start to see them in dispensaries. Yeah. I was reading recently about, um, Wadalest and, and, um, I think it's in Spain and they, uh, we're talking about, you know, sort of their, their strain of, um, I believe it's critical and, talking about how they use ladybugs as biological pest control. And I was like, that's so interesting. I would have never mm-hmm. even thought about that. So just so, so much to know, like there's a whole, whole world. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it's a growing industry in terms of like, you know, like Illinois, like finally, um, you know, making it legal and making, you know, as you mentioned before, you know, still is a fairly, even though fairly Chicago and um, specifically is, fairly liberal, you know, there's still, you know, there's a reason why, like for fashion, for example, like if you see, you know, a clothing line, like in New York or in Paris, like they're going to have like a whole different approach. Like when they bring it to the Midwest, we're not going to see the same clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. It's a, a different mindset. Um, so next I want to talk about uh, terpenes, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, yeah. The smells, uh, what are they and how do they affect the experience? Okay. Um, well, 
terpenes are natural organic compounds found in cannabis. And these compounds are also found in all sorts of organic things like mangoes, lavender, you know, black pepper, um, just to name a few. And, um, and now, um, because of legalization, we're learning more and more about the plant. We're learning more about terpenes and the effects that they can have on cannabis uh, and on, 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 on the person consuming them. So you're probably familiar with like the terms indica, sativa. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like indica, like indica couch is more sedating and, you know, 50 of the strains are more energizing. So someone say once um, a while ago and it stuck with me, uh, indica's for the sheets and sativa's for the streets. (laughs) (laughs) And I never forgot it. (laughs) So what's funny is because of terpenes, what we're learning is that these terms and like generalizations are actually becoming more and more outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because like, so like an indica strain could have heavy amounts of pinene and, and, and forget me on the, forgive me on these pronunciations, pronunciations. I, I, I don't know if I'm even saying them right all the time, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, limonene, um, terpenes, you know, um, and so like pinene and limonene are, are actually, um, kind of more energizing, um, and focusing, uh, uh, smells and hmm. so like so you might have an indica strain that's very you know high in those and and you'll actually even though it's an indica you will feel energized and, and, and more focused and same thing with like a sativa strain it could have like have more um myrcene or uh linol um linol is a terpene that's also found in like lavender mm-hmm. and and so even though it's a sativa it could have you feel a little bit more relaxed and maybe even more of a body buzz. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is one of the reasons why we've tried to make, you know, our, our cannabis bar more interactive so people can identify these qualities and, you know, be better informed the next time they choose to enjoy cannabis. Yeah. To figure out what they like, you know, what they prefer. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, because I know you could have one experience, you know, with one particular strain, which could have a lot to do with, you know, are you mixing with things? Like, have you been drinking, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so there's just so many different factors to sort of take and present to people that, you know, may not be as familiar. I mean, would yeah. you say that, do you, do you focus more on the sativa side for events or do you, do you do hybrids? So I, I do, I do mostly hybrids. I usually have, um, I usually recommend like, you know, um, one or two more, you know, truly energizing, you know, uh, whether those are a sativa, oftentimes they are right. Um, and, uh, um, and then, but most of them are usually hybrids and then the hybrids, I mean, I, I like them to be a little more energizing because, again, like, you know, we don't want a sleepy party. We don't want a party where people aren't engaged, you know. <laughs> so, exactly. so, you know, I, so, yeah, I look at, like, things like weed maps and, you know, and talking with my um, dispensary, um, you know, the, the strains are going to make you feel more energized or mm-hmm. giggly or, 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 you know, um, or just chatty, you know. So, I mean, because obviously it's, it's much more fun to be at an event where, people are talking as opposed to just <laughs> on the couch. And that's the thing. That's another <laughs> misconception, you know, um, yeah. that like when you're consuming cannabis, that you're just going to lay on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's yeah. not the case. I mean, there's, um, 
you know, you have different like can of drops that have an elevating feel, you know, like you take, yeah. take it in the morning just to either assist with creating an appetite or, you know, just to use as a way to alleviate anxiety. I mean, it has so many different uses. So I, I really find it fascinating, like how you've elevated this experience and adding the educational element as well and the presentation. It's just, it's, it's really unmatched. I was so excited when I saw, you know, saw your social media rolling out. I was like, this is so exciting and it really sucks that there's COVID right now. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I'm hoping that even with like COVID happening and I mean, with the very, you know, few events that I'm, I, I'm having right now is that it's really building something for when things, um, open back up mm-hmm. next year um and and we've got some big things you know in the uh in, in the pipeline um i won't go too much into it because i don't oh. want to spoil it but we're looking at maybe a, a three-day kind of celebration um next november um that will really kind of highlight cannabis and events um in all sorts of situations so um so hopefully in the next couple of months, I'll have much more to, to share about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, at least now, you know, I mean, here's the thing. It's like you're, you're, I wouldn't say a free education, but you're definitely getting an education, you know, about how to deal with, a, you know, a, a company such as yours, an event, like during a pandemic, you'll have, you know, all of this stuff figured out and be able to answer all these questions when people come in and things start to kind of open up and people, as people start to get more um, social again. And well, what's what's funny is that you know when when I when I when I started working for myself, I was you know, I want I, I wanted to work with cannabis, and I thought I would be doing it just at a very you know like oh you're you're gonna have a booth at the street festival, I can design it for you and produce it, and you know, and and now with this pivot where I'm like really in it, and I never thought I would be studying this much about about cannabis, learning all the I mean it's just not 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 what exactly I would thought I would be doing, but it's been awesome and and i'm happy to be at kind of the the front end of it as far as um events go here because i you know as somebody who doesn't drink you know it's really frustrating when you go to an event and there are no options for you um not even you know club soda to put, oh, i got some tap water and you know it really doesn't make you feel like you're part of the experience and so so that's why i i really do want to, to bring cannabis into events because i think there are more people like me um, and even people who do drink, who maybe don't always want to drink, you know, I mean, exactly. when you wake up without a hangover, but you, <laughs> you know, you had a night where you were, had a good time. I mean, that's Can't pretty remember awesome. everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. It's like you go to events and like, you know, you almost like people either just think something's wrong or just, you know, they have so many questions and it's nice just to go, you know, if you had an option of just getting a cannabis infused drink, I'm sure there are a lot of people, you know, like me personally, I would oftentimes prefer that to, you know, actually drinking alcohol. But, you know, like you said, you don't have that opportunity to, you know, you don't have that option essentially. And, and that's, I mean, that's why I like our, you know, because because with our cannabis bar, we try to do it at, at different levels. So, I mean, if you just, you know, if the, the bride and groom, if they're really set on having cannabis at their wedding in some way, but mom and dad are, I mean, they're, they're opposed. Like, they don't want to see vaporizers out. They don't want to see clouds of vapor, you know. I mean, our 
like Mocktail Station is a great way to incorporate it that's really elegant. And what's nice about it is, you don't because the infusion happens per glass, we don't like bash the infusion. Um, what does know, that so mean? We could, well, well, I mean, like we don't like, um, we don't just make a big batch of the drink and add. Oh, like, bash, you know, okay. Um, you know, 100 milligrams to it and figure, oh, it'll, it'll distribute. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, well, no, we've so also, you like, if you think of just to, com- just to, as a comparison, like making a smoothie where it's like the weird stuff kind of settles at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that last goal. All the way through. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, so, but I mean, like to, to have that station and so you can have that station and your guests don't even have to have the infusion. You know, they can just have that non-alcoholic option without anything. And it's still delicious and makes them feel like they're part of the experience. So, and what would you say, what, what advice would you give to someone that is looking to host or throw a cannabis event? Um, I think my main advice for serving cannabis um, at your event is to, to offer as many consumption methods as possible. So just because I love smoking a joint doesn't mean that all of my guests will enjoy it. So um, we recommend our clients to offer several forms of enjoyment. Um, so stock your bar with a combination of flour, concentrates. I love the infused simple syrups for the mocktails um, and, and small low-dose edibles. Yeah, I love um, watching your behind-the-scenes of making uh, kind of sugar. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, and I was watching all the steps, and I'm like, okay, I'd rather buy it. <laughs> well, well, what's funny is um, uh, actually my, my dispensary now, they, they've started selling sugar. I'm like, oh, awesome, because now I can just make – because I found these great recipes for some mocktails, and, and so I'll be infusing my own, you know, um, sugar with, like, things like lavender and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited to start experimenting with more and more uh, mocktails because I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a big movement, especially in, in events. Um, Would you say that it's more flavor, or or are you also getting um, are you getting the effects of the THC as well? With this? Um, so what I like about the simple syrups, I feel like the simple syrups, um, I absorb them faster than I do. Like if 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 I were to eat an infused dinner, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I feel feel those effects very late but I feel like if I um you know maybe like 40 or 60 minutes before I feel that but I feel like when I have a drink um I feel it a little faster maybe within 30 minutes which is which is nice and why why I like to to use it um well that's nice too like it just sort of replaces like I was mentioning before you know if you're having you know you get that sort of reward if you will you know drinking a glass of wine or a beer or cocktail you know, as you're going along. And so it's like, you know, you're taking a sip, you're not having to, to, to sort of rush that experience, but you're still at the end, you know, you know, you're still socializing. You feel like you're a part of the group, you know, like without, without yeah. having the, the byproduct of, of a hangover or being dehydrated the next day. Yeah. And, and I have to sit there like, why aren't you drinking? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's like, Most oh, I hate, like for me, especially, you know, I don't really get the question much anymore, but I used to get like, are you pregnant? It's like, well, if I were, that's none of your business. But <laughs> second of all, it's like, <laughs> it's, just, it's so strange that that's, you know, that's, that it's so yeah. uncommon. Like if you're just not having a drink, you know, like there's, yeah. it's just yeah. it's so bizarre. 
but yet there's the judgment sometimes of, of cannabis consumption. It's so bizarre to me. Yeah. And then, you know, the other piece of advice that I would give people who want to incorporate cannabis is to um, work with a company like, like mine um, to, to serve your cannabis. So just like, you know, I mean, if you were having an event and you were, you know, you bought fine wine, scotch whiskey, and we're having cocktails, you would hire a bartender to serve those to your guests. And the same should go for cannabis. Um, so, you know, we provide responsible vendor trained and certified educators to answer all of your guest questions, share a bit about the items on the menu, serve and monitor the cannabis dosing, and maintain responsible levels of consumption. So, um, you know, I mean, certainly you could, you know, you know, have your bar of cannabis and just have it out there for, for everyone to use. But um, I don't think that would be the most responsible choice. No, especially, you know, as you mentioned before, with not knowing everyone's sort of intake history and preferences and, you know, there's definitely a lot to consider. And well, and especially even with weddings, you know, because right, weddings, like everyone at a wedding isn't 21 and over, exactly. you know, I mean, you've, you, you can't just have things like, like I hear people like, oh, we well, just want an edible station. And like, well, you can't just have those out, you know, like, you know, who's, who's going to prevent, you know, your 16 year old nephew from just going up there and grabbing one, you know, yeah. and it's, well, it would be me. It would yeah. be, it'd be, be my team at that bar to make sure that that person is 21 and that they understand what their host has provided for them. Mm-hmm. So I, that's interesting. So, so you would have the service available for weddings as well. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. That's, uh, I, I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure there are a lot, especially like if you're having areas that are like outdoors, um, you know, sort of multi-use spaces that gives you a lot more flexibility, like, especially like in the summer, you know, when you have different like lounges and people just kind of want to like get away for a moment and get some fresh air during, you know, the reception. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it just, sort of a heightened experience. I mean, you've seen the cigar bars. <laughs> yeah, where- or like the whiskey tasting station that they yeah. uh, will have. Yeah, so this is just an, another new activation um, for weddings and all events. And then um, I'd love to hear about a little bit more about some of the interactive activities that, uh, that you offer, you know, if that's not getting into what you're launching later. <laughs> well, no, um, so we've come up with some some packages um, that I think are really uh, fun um, and and you know I like them because they're they kind of uh, highlight why I use cannabis um, as a creative. Um, so like we have um, what we call our flower and flowers uh, package uh, where we uh, where we learn about how to vape cannabis flower and then we do a fun floral arranging class and I think this would be great for just a fun girls weekend or a bachelorette party or maybe even a bridal shower um and then yeah. we also have yeah, right it would be fun oh, and well I love this next one because I think it'd be really fun for a bachelorette party um if we did a uh I, I call it the cannabis and canvas uh class but like a puff and paint you know oh. or like a sip and paint right you know and uh, but let's do it with figure drawing and let's get the most 
cunning like male model yeah. to pose Aww. for these girls. That is such, I mean, I, wish, I think it would be so much fun. <laughs> that is such a great idea. Wow. That's fantastic. Um, let's see. Is there any, anything else that you think our listeners should know about high-minded events that you'd like to discuss? Um, well, so I just want to uh, make sure that it's clear um, that high-minded events does not sell or resell or transport cannabis mm-hmm. um, because that would be against the law. Um, instead, we provide services and education to administer the guest cannabis to their guests. Um, in addition to our event planning and bar services, we also offer rentals on our Bellow Vaporizer and glassware for your own in-home dinner parties. So, um, and I'll, I'll have to have you and Scott over for a little demo of the cannabis bar. Um, yeah. But the, the Bellow, this vaporizer is, is awesome. You can just basically plug in your favorite vape cartridge into it. Mm-hmm. You just place it on the table. You set each place setting with its own glass. Mm-hmm. And um, and then all of your guests can just be around the table and enjoy smokeless, terpene-rich vapor and the most hygienic and elegant social consumption method out right now. So um, so that is, is something that uh, I think a lot of people will enjoy. Um, and then mostly on that, you know, if, if people have questions or if they want to, to know more, um, they can follow us on Instagram at High Minded Events, and our website is still under construction. But um, uh, listeners can sign up for our newsletter uh, on the website, which is uh, HighMindedEvents.com. Fantastic! And I'll be sure to have all of these great details in our episode notes as well. But thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I know cannabis is a booming industry that's on its way to becoming mainstream. And I love how you're curating an an enhanced cannabis experience with, with just unmatched presentation. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and tag us at Impossible Things Podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We have the link in the show notes. Also, to learn more about high-minded events, visit the link in episode notes and their Instagram handle is high-minded events. Pretty easy, huh? Thank you so much for listening to this episode reaching for the impossible. Until next time.